The Why Me Project, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Episode number. Right. You think by now I would have an inkling. 219? It's 215, Holly. 15. Okay. If if you didn't know that and I didn't know that, I mean, I guess we could throw out any number. But uh, this week, I'm actually, I'm very excited. And I'm not going to be the type of person to say, oh, you were my favorite episode or you're my favorite season ever. But uh, 17th season of The Bachelor, ninth season of The Bachelorette. And uh, Desiree Siegfried, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I don't want to be caught in that. You are my favorite ever. Because I'll be honest, after every season, I'm like, Oh yeah, who is the bachelor? Who is the because they just kind of <laughs> I know it just keeps into... going and going and going and going. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. People should just keep it real. I remember you were on it, but I couldn't remember the season. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean that that's great. I love when people are like, you know, honestly, I didn't watch it. You know, I'm like, thank you. I'm glad because then yeah. you have no preconceived notions of who I am, you know, what I'm about and all that. Yeah. Well, you do. Uh, we do have a skill testing question, which is kind of leading towards that. And uh, Desiree, who are you and where did you come from? Well, I'm Desiree Siegfried. I am a mama to two sweet little boys now married to the man that I met on The Bachelorette. I am a designer, wife, mama. I um, do it all, kind of. I just wrote my my first book, The Road to Roses. We have this conversation about, you know, when you were growing up and what life was like. Was reality TV star in that <laughs> list of things that you wanted to accomplish? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely not. I would say it was the very least thing. It was probably the most unlikely thing for me. I was always a very, like, reserved, quiet, kind of, like, introverted person. And so even to my friends, like, they're just like, what? Like what? Uh, when I told them that I was going to go on the show, because it's just not who it's just not my, like, it's not what you would expect. I was the very unexpected because I didn't want, I hate attention. Like I, I hate it. Like, I don't like being center of attention. I don't like, you know, all of that, but, um, you know, God had a bigger plan for me. And so I just kind of stepped into it and I embraced it. When it came to kind of the early years of Desiree, um, if reality TV wasn't really something you were interested in, what was the goal and the hope and the dream? I knew from a very, very early age that I wanted to design. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't realize not until recently have I realized like that's such a rare thing to know. Um, like in high school, I knew I was going to design, I was going to design dresses and I was going to go to the fashion Institute of design and merchandising. And I did it, you know, I, um, right out of high school, I left and pursued my dreams of design. And so, um, I'm just thankful that I always had that, that goal in mind because that goal is also what kept me going through times when I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, is this even possible? Like I was super broke. There was no way that I was going to like on paper, there was no way that I would ever be able to like financially and logistically fulfill my dreams. But I think just having that drive and that goal in mind kept me, kept me going. It kept me going and kept me alive. What is it about the design that you, because I mean, there's architecture, there's, there's a bunch of different type. Why bridal, why dress, why fashion design? You know, I actually don't know. I was introduced to sewing um, at a younger age because my mom sewed. I just loved it. I, I do love like architecture and I, I, I love the construction of apparel. 
So I'm not so much a fashionista. Like I, I actually hate shopping and I never really, you know, I'm always in like flip-flops and jeans, but (laughs) I love the, I love the um, construction of it. So like piecing together the pattern and making it flattering on a body, like that's interesting to me. And so dresses, you know, I actually was first interested in more like red carpet type dresses. But then when I was in school, I just, I saw some wedding dresses and I'm like, wow, like I just love the significance of what a wedding dress means to a girl. Mm. That is what, you know, makes me love what I do. Yeah. Every dress that someone buys, it's going to be photographed. It's a part of their special day. It's the first day of the rest of their life. That's a really special role to play. I don't know. Yeah. It's just so meaningful. I mean, that's for the rest of their life. Like you said, I mean, and it's, I don't know. It's just, it's so special. (laughs) So you're a person who hates the attention and then decides that you're going to then go on TV Mm -hmm. in which the possibilities of you then wearing this dress, (laughs) this wedding dress for all to see a once in a lifetime kind of thing. Why did you make this decision to do the bachelor? The show, um, it was kind of, I was out of a rough patch with a past relationship. I just we just broke up and I left Orange County to go to LA and I was kind of lost. Like I didn't, I didn't have very many friends in LA. I was working nonstop just to survive, um, barely surviving financially. And, um, you know, I was kind of at a loss of like, what next, you know, like, like what next? Like I, I financially can't get out of this. I don't know anyone else to like, I don't know where to move. Like my family has already long gone to like Florida and I'm, I'm staying in California. Like this is where I wanted to be. And so I don't know. I, my, I walked in and my roommate was watching it and I was like, Oh my gosh, that looks so easy. Like I've always had (laughs) guy friends. And so I'm like, Oh, I just get along with guys. Like that would be so easy. Little did I know how hard it is, but you know, when you're watching it, it looked like fun and they got to travel and I wanted out of my reality. And so I just like applied and I was super sarcastic and just like, you know, the questions like, why do you want to date on TV? Just like, you know, it's not working in LA. So (laughs) what's next? (laughs) You know? And surprisingly enough, like I got a phone call back in a couple of days and I was just really, honestly, like I did not think anything of it. I also was a skeptic because I had never, I, I wasn't a part of Bachelor Nation. I didn't even know that that was a thing. I was very naive and very ignorant to like the enormous amount of attention and like viewership that the mm. show gets mm-hmm. because I wasn't a TV person. Like I didn't watch TV. I worked. <laughs> I literally just worked. Um, and so it was easy to just have no expectations and say yes to something I, I literally didn't understand, I guess, the capacity of what it meant. I would always have the fear I wouldn't get it past the, uh, the first night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh dear. But you did it. You made it onto the show and you uh, made it very far into the show. And I'm guessing that was a moment that changed your life forever. Oh, did yeah. you have any idea the magnitude at which your life would shift? No, not at all. So I knew that going, like opening the door, like if I, I was just all about if the door opened, then I would take the risk and I would go. Mm. Um, but I also was okay if it didn't. And I think that's what helped me kind of proceed onward without the expectations or without the fear of, oh my God, I won't make it because I didn't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just didn't care. And so 
yeah, I don't know. I, I, it was a surprise to be, it was a lot, um, like to, to then after the show has aired and people are following you and this is right when Instagram kind of started. Like I didn't have an Instagram profile until the show. And um, so it was all new. Everything was new. Like sharing your life that to strangers was new. And people feeling very confident to share how they feel about you was also very new. Um, and so it was just interesting. Luckily, after The Bachelor um people liked me most of, most of, most of them. And so it was kind comments. And so it was kind of a positive feedback. It wasn't until the bachelorette where it kind of took a turn. It was way more difficult to deal with the critics and people um, having, you know, a say about everything you did. Was it difficult also in the sense that you're, you're in this relationship on uh, the bachelor and then as soon as it's like that was over and you got voted off to Bachelor Island, now all of a sudden they're like, oh, by the way, we want you to be the Bachelor. And you're like, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at first I was a little hesitant because it is a, it's just a journey. Like it's just a lot and it's, you're on a lot. And that's hard for me because I need my space. Um, and I did, I actually didn't realize how much of my personality isn't great for TV until I was put into it because you have to be on. It was like 18 hour days and it was just very hard for me because I didn't care to be on or look mm -hmm. apart or play a part. I really just wanted space. <laughs> and so that part was really difficult. Um, so, so yeah, in a nutshell, I guess I wasn't made for it, but it worked and, you know, I'm so thankful for, for everything that it brought. So life after being the bachelorette, how difficult was it to make that shift? Because sometimes if you're in the, the spotlight, it can be difficult to step out of it. Did you experience that at all? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, I think I, I wanted out of it a little bit. So I was in Santa Monica at the time when the show was airing and I felt so like alone um, because Chris, I was with Chris, um, but he was in Seattle and we only, we saw each other like every 10 days. But in terms of like, friendships and like authenticity and you know it, I don't know it was hard because I felt like I was being watched um there was like paparazzi uh, photos that came out of nowhere when I was like on the beach enjoying like my time alone and so I felt very violated to where I stopped going outside of my little tiny shoebox studio mm -hmm. and so for the duration of the show airing I literally was just very isolated because I just didn't want the attention. And I didn't like not knowing when I was being watched that mm. felt very uncomfortable. Um, and so, yeah, it was actually a lonely time because you, I was also dealing with all of the, the critics and ev everyone having such an, an opinion. opinion about every decision about everything I did. And then also toward, and then obviously once it aired what the finale, you know, with the way that people perceived it, it was even harder because then it was just about my choice in general. And, um, I don't know, it's hard when you are like on top of the world in love, but no one can see that because they can only see what they watch and what they perceived to ha have happened. And so that was tough. Think about how smart you are, though, because you were sheltering and hunkering yourself down in your studio apartment. Who knew all these years later we'd have a coronavirus? <laughs> and you, you already knew what to trained. do. Yeah, I was trained. <laughs> I know, right? 
to that, I mean, back then, Instagram just starting, um, the keyboard yeah. warriors and the trolls yeah. really did attack more so the celebrities and those in the limelight. Right now, it seems like people attack everybody on social media. Everybody. No escape yeah. from it. It's become really quite toxic. What were some of those lessons Very. that you learned in the early days that might help someone who's dealing with um, negativity mm. on social media today? I'm all about positivity. Like I live my life with hope and I live my life with joy, but it was really hard when you just constantly are bombarded with like negativity. And so, um, early on, I, yeah, it was hard because it was something new. I had to navigate. I wasn't used to just like strangers throwing all this accusational stuff at me and just mean, like people are mean. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, honestly, anytime someone said something mean, I just deleted their comment because this was my feed. This is what I want to see. And I don't want to see your negativity. And I, you know, so I would just block them and so that they couldn't come back and say more stuff. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a very confrontational person. So I never felt the need to be like, oh my God, like, how dare you? Because at the end of the day, I was just like, I can delete it. I can avoid it and move on. But I mean, it's still hard. I think you had said though, that uh, sharing your life to strangers was new. Now you've kind of gone through this whirlwind of uh, bachelor and bachelorette, and then you decide to write a book essentially about yeah. you and your life and the road to roses, which has uh, been available now for the last couple of weeks. Why did you decide to do that? Yeah. You know, it's all about timing. Like timing is everything. I feel like I always say like healed people heal people. So like where, where our scars are because we are healed, we can then help those who are in the wounded part of their life. So, and that's in any topic, whether you have overcome loss, overcome addiction, overcome insecurities, like you can then take your story and help those who are dealing with it right now. And so I am in a place of healing. I'm in a place of like, reflection and being able to see like how far I have come and the steps that I have taken to stay hopeful, to stay encouraged and to stay motivated. Um, and so now it's just been so great to share my life, to be able to share those tips and my journey, um, to help those who may be going through a time of life and they're feeling hopeless or they're feeling like they don't know what's next. Um, so yeah, I just, it's just a perfect time. I mean, I don't know. And I feel like having now been eight years since the show, I obviously have learned to be open and vulnerable and understand the importance of sharing my life Mm. uh, rather than just hiding it. I'm still very private in terms of, you know, my kids and I don't just share everything on social, but the pieces that can help people, I, I think it's important to share. Speaking of your two little boys, how did becoming a mom shape how you healed and how you shared your story to help others? So honestly, um, after the show, I kind of a year for years was just overwhelmed. Like I was overwhelmed with, it sounds silly, but I was overwhelmed with the opportunity that that would come, the opportunities that would come. I was overwhelmed with people just wanting a piece of you. I was Mm -hmm. overwhelmed with busyness, keeping my schedule too busy, um, traveling a bunch, I was overwhelmed. I was burnt out. I, and I didn't take time for me. I didn't take time to be like, okay, like, what is it that makes me happy? Like, what am I trying to achieve in the long run? I would just say yes to everything. And that's was a downfall. 
Um, so I was just super, super overwhelmed and, and busy. Um, but then once I got pregnant and once I had my first son, like it forced me to slow down and it forced me to really take a good inventory of my life and be like, what's important to me and what do I want to achieve? And so then that was probably the first step that I took to be like, okay, let me reassess. Like, I don't need to be going a thousand miles a minute. I don't need to say yes to everything. I, I need to prioritize. And so once I started being intentional with my time, I feel like that's when things just started to flow naturally. And then I don't know, I feel like being a mama, you learn a lot more about yourself than you realize you you're going to learn. <laughs> and so, um, I don't know, a lot of times just seeing myself through my kids, like, or even my traits in my kids, I'm like, Oh yeah, I could work on that, you know? <laughs> um, so I don't know. It's just really, it's been fun, but it's, it's, it's a new chapter when you become a parent and yeah, you learn a lot about yourself and your spouse. <laughs> yes. you, you have so many of these chapters in your life and, and we talk about this book and you're like, you know what? I don't necessarily care about the critics. I don't care about, you know, all the negativity you're in the spotlight on TV. Then you're in the spotlight of your life on book. What has the response been from the people though, who are diving into all 208 pages? You know, it's been great and it's been wonderful. And you know what? Like, I know now too that, like, I don't need to please everyone. If I can touch one person's heart, one person's life, that that is all that matters. And I think, I think in terms of social media and in terms of all of that, I think what I have learned is like overcoming the fear of man. Like, I don't need to care about what everyone thinks. I don't need to care if they like me. I don't need to care if they approve of the way I do things. And so, um, just being able to write the book and, um, have the feedback, it's been wonderful because it's been great to hear how it has touched a lot of people. And, you know, and I've come, come to a point now, if I, if someone doesn't like it, like, I really don't care <laughs> because, because <laughs> then, then, then that just means it wasn't for them, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, that's taken years. It's taken years for me to get to this point where I can be like, yeah, you know, I don't really care. I don't care. <laughs> you had mentioned earlier too, yeah. though, about God and, and the role that he has played in your life. Um, for yeah. you, did your relationship with God help navigate some of these tough situations more clearly? I would, yeah, I would actually say that faith was everything. Um, my faith was everything that kept me going. Because I think when you believe, when you believe that there's a bigger plan for you, when you believe that God's got it. Like it's so much easier to surrender the control, to surrender the anxiety, surrender the stress, surrender the negativity. Um, when you know that it's going to go into someone's like bigger's hands, you know, and he will mold it, um, and turn everything together for good. And so honestly, in every single heartbreak in every single struggle, I just leaned into prayer and my faith to really get me through because I've always lived with hope to have hope, you must believe that there's a bigger plan. Like the best is yet to come for you mm -hmm. and that what you're in right now, isn't where you're going to be. And you, you, it may, it may be a year, it may be 10 years, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. And, and like, I don't know, it's just been everything for me, especially even now with motherhood and, and business. Like I rely on on the discernment to know like what directions to take, what choices to make, what, especially now in our hostile 
environment. Um, the discernment to know like what's right, what's wrong and what's happening because there's a bigger picture. And so I can hold on to the bigger picture and the hope that, that he's got it. And I don't need to worry about tomorrow. And there's purpose. So like there's purpose in the loss, there's purpose in the pain, there's purpose in the waiting, because in all, if you look back on any of your struggles, how much stronger are you now? And so it's just like, I have learned that, you know, if I'm going to go through a hard time, I know that I can come out victorious and I can come out stronger and I can come out a better person because we're all in this refining life. We all, we need to be refined in, in our strengths, refined in our beliefs, refined in, in who we are, we're created to be. And so, yeah, I just see the struggles as kind of like moments of refining and though they're hard in the moment, it is told on to hope. What I love though, is that you, you have these, these touch words because you say words like purpose and hope and, and mm-hmm. strength. Uh, you, you write the, you write the book, the road to roses, heartbreaking hope and finding strength when uh, <laughs> life doesn't go according to plan. Then you have uh, a podcast in a uh, heart, of, heart purpose, of purpose, yeah, right. Which uh, touches on purpose, which also yeah. brings a, not, a, a lot of hope and encouragement. Was that yes. kind of the heart behind you releasing your podcast? Yeah. So they kind of went hand in hand, but so hope, yeah, hope is everything. So heart of purpose. The reason why I did heart of purpose is because yes, I believe in purpose and I believe in God's purpose for us. And you know, that can look different for everyone and it can mean different things for everyone. Um, but I really wanted, um, the podcast to be like for everyone to live with a heart of purpose every day. And that spells out hope. Mm -hmm. And so I want a heart of, if you have a heart of purpose each and every day, you are living with hope because there's a purpose to your day and there's a purpose that will fulfill you and make you whole and allow you to continue on each and every day. And so, yeah, I just, I love uplifting people. I love encouraging people. And I just, I just love what you know, I don't know. I love that when we share our stories or when we share our struggles, like I just love how that can help other people. So I love when I have guests who can really speak life into other people who may be going through similar struggles. Well, this is the Why Me Project podcast. So I would be remiss if I didn't ask about any Why Me <laughs> moments that you've experienced throughout your life. Through my heartbreaks and through my struggles, I actually... I never got to the point of like, oh my gosh, like, why is this happening to me? Because I, again, kept holding on to hope. I have had many moments in the past year of like, why me? Like, just like, why me, God? But I think we have to also, while we can always see our our weaknesses, and oftentimes that's what causes a lot of our insecurities and it causes a lot of our, our doubts, and I've struggled a lot with self-doubt, um, just being a creative. I think that's natural, but, um, and so for me, it's been hard to accept the goodness of like what God's doing. And so I've always had those, why me God, but you know, what I've learned is that, um, he, we are equipped to do what he has called us to do. So as often as I am like, I can't do this. Like, I, why am I talking about the Bible? I'm not, I didn't go to school, like, but I love Jesus. And so I, I, he's trying to remind me, like, 
you are equipped because I created you to be equipped. I give you the tools so you can go out and do those big things that I have called you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yet uh, we always want to make ourselves smaller. And so, yeah, I don't know. The why me is just learning to, to know that we were made for big things. Your kids are how old? Um, two and a half and four and a half. When they become older, I mean, uh, my kids, uh, how did you meet mom? And are you going to let them watch the final episode when it all came to fruition? I mean, I, I would let them watch. <laughs> I would let them watch the final episode. I don't want them seeing mommy kiss all the guys, but um, my four year old <laughs> is so inquisitive. And mm. so like, he's already asked those questions and actually just the other day, cause he's very like, he likes to put every detail together. So he was like, well, how do you meet? How did, how did you guys meet? And we just looked at each other like, um, let's not do this right now. (laughs) Yeah. And so we were like, oh, we met in California. And then he's like, well, what were you doing in California? And we're like, oh my gosh. And then we just changed the subject because he's, he's very inquisitive. Like he'll, cause you can see his little mind turning of like trying to He's just learning so much. And so it's really cute when he asks all these questions. <laughs> You're like, we just did. We just met. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we just met. It, it was really cool. I mean, uh, how about Paw Patrol? Yeah. <laughs> you showed up in a limo. Let's just go from there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you, um? because with this whole you know, final rose ceremony, rose ceremonies and that, did you have or do you have a favorite flower? If what's funny is a rose is not my favorite, um, right. probably because I've seen too many. I love daisies. Road to Roses. The book is available now. Heart of Purpose is also a downloadable wherever you get your podcast. Desiree, we appreciate oh, thank you. you taking some time and uh, sharing your heart. And uh, we hope to do this again sometime soon. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. At Desiree Siegfried on all socials, Holly. It's nice that we're able to talk about uh, those those touch words and hope and strength and purpose and passion mm-hmm. and love, because those are all things that just they make you feel good inside. Yeah, they do. And I love how she just did Bachelor because why not? And yet now she's had she has such an incredible platform to be able to spread that message of hope and purpose. And hopefully her story encourages uh, you and encourages those who check out her book. And it seems like there's a loss of hope and purpose right now. So it is so timely, that message. There's a lot of people who've been on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette who never found love. And she is one of those who, A, found love and then B, got engaged and married to mm-hmm. her husband who she found on said TV show. Success on all different levels. Success. Uh, don't forget, you can download our podcast. Love uh, to hear from you. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And we are on social media and we would love to talk to people, wouldn't we, Holly? We absolutely would. So it's pretty much at Why Me Project Podcast, I think, on most of them. Uh, your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook. And then, of course, wherever you get your podcast, look for Why Me Project. Uh, if this episode touched you and you think there might be someone who could benefit from Desiree's message, please share it. Uh, subscribe, rate, review. And, of course, you can check us out at faithstrongtoday.com. Yeah.